0: everybody another week another show this is the live life aggressively podcast with sincere hogan my man my man and our guest this week is this man is probably one of the most controversial but let me tell you this guy is a great resource when it comes to all things that have to do with the supplement industry he digs deep he gets right to the truth because Like we've told you guys in previous shows, there's so much BS out there when it comes to supplements that are on the market. So many are, like, over-promising but under-delivering. That's one of the reasons why here's the go-to guy on our show right now. We have our guest this week, Anthony Roberts. What's going on, brother? Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, what's up, man?
2: Welcome, Anthony. And uh, not to be be confused with Anthony Robbins.
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) No.
2: Anthony's kind of like the Walter Cronkite of the fitness world. He's like the ultimate investigative journalist. I mean, he comes up with intel. We're like, man, how did he find out about that? <laughs> and his blog is highly entertaining and extremely informative as oh, well. Yeah. And just before we all started recording, actually, Anthony was telling me about a break a story that just broke recently about USP Labs. What's going on with that, Anthony?
1: You know, it's it's funny. Last night, right at I don't know, so, like. Before I went to bed, like almost midnight, I checked. You know, I checked Google News, and I saw something—an FDA alert, which is, you know, pretty weird. So I looked, and the FDA alert was coming out of, um, coming out of Hawaii.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, most of the time when you get those, it's something you know ridiculous and unimportant. So I looked, and there were 24 cases of hepatitis linked to u uh, s p labs product Oxia elite pro and so I logged into facebook and I, I went to a bunch of social media to see if anyone was talking about it and The only thing I saw was uh a retail store that had uh screenshotted and published um a letter from u s p they received earlier that said uh we're not you know we 're not selling Oxia elite pro for a little while uh you know Nothing to worry about. They're, you know, they don't think there's anything wrong. And they were trying to find out what had what had happened. So, I, was, I mean, I was shocked. Like nobody knew. I mean, hepatitis. You know, it's no joke. I mean, eleven of those people were hospitalized, and one died. Wow. Um, earlier in the month. Uh, how, how, how did US they get it? From the,
2: how did they get it from the product? Or what do you? What do you? I mean, I don't know if you know the answer to that, but what would be your guess?
1: Well, so the, I mean, I'm looking at, at it from the point of earlier in the month, right, uh, somebody got it from Animal Stack, like some universal product, Yeah. Um, and another person got it from uh, C4 from Cellucor. Maybe there's something they all share a raw material supplier and there's something tainted, there's something bad in the product. I mean, really, you know, I I wouldn't give USP a ton of, you know, credit if they didn't deserve it, but I don't think – you know, I don't think all of a sudden, after several years of being on the market, it's logical that this would happen. I think I think it's a bad batch or a bad run or something's tainted in the supply right now. I don't think it's an inherent thing with the product because that would have shown up.
0: Right, right, right. Right.
1: You know, outside of Hawaii or
0: something. Now, we know a lot of these supplement companies sometimes have the same – most of them have the same manufacturers. So I know it's just speculation. Do you think that this probably would hit some other – companies as well, other supplement companies eventually, other than USC Labs, if this is the case? Well this is the two other the, the two other that it's hit and I don't know when that was because you know the information only came out this month.
1: It could have happened a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's exactly what I think. I think it's a manufacturer. I mean, you know, they don't like if you go to Texas, wherever USP Labs, you know, base, they don't have they're not manufacturing <laughs> their own product.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah right.
1: I mean they, you know they're they're outsourcing. So the company that you know, they're going to, or maybe someone they're sourcing from, I think that's the problem. You know, and I think we're going to see some more products, you know. I mean, I can't see any other way around it. They're not using anything unique that would be only they have it. So, yeah, I I would say we're going to see more. It's also possible that there's something in it that's
2: not being revealed on the label. I mean, that's a common scam in the supplement industry. There's so many different products that would just spike the product with something that's either illegal or semi-legal and are, are controversial. So they don't want the person to know that it's in there. One of the three or all of the three. And then that becomes problematic down the road. Isn't that correct?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's products out there that are, you know, that are spiked and, you know, back a few years ago before everyone sort of had to comply with the more stringent, um, CGMP, which stands for current good manufacturing process. Right. Um, I mean it's really common. I mean, you know, now it's a little more difficult to spike something, but still, I mean, you know, I guess what you do is you intercept a shipment of RAWs and spike the RAWs and then send it to your manufacturer or have it spike directly from, you know, whoever you're buying from in China or whatever. Yeah, I mean just as still be done, you know.
2: Yeah, just as someone who's designed my own products, I mean the key is to get the highest quality raw material and then the company I have, for example, that caps my testosterone booster. I mean, they do a lab analysis to make sure that there aren't heavy metals and toxins and things like that. And that's something they have to they have to keep on file for the FDA in case they want to come and take a look at what they're doing over there. So I've mean, I think- Oh,
1: and you know, in the last year, we're not even talking about back in the day or some nonsense. In the last year, I've seen the same product manufactured from two different places. One of them provided a four-page. Um, Analysis, so it's everything like you know, heavy metals and yep, yep. pictograms of, of you know, this bacterium and all this. And the other one was like an email that said, Here's your product, bro. No,
2: I've had the same thing. I mean, the company I use now for the testosterone boosters, like that, just what you said, they give you that four page analysis of here's. Here's the lab testing to show that everything's good to go and we're ready to roll. And they wouldn't cap it, honestly, if there was something wrong with it. And, and frankly, that's what she wants because I wouldn't want them to cap it and be selling a product to a customer that's unsafe. So that, that's a good and thing. And, yeah,
1: there seems to be no middle ground. That's a, and, and those four pages, right, that's like, those are just results. I mean, if you ask, oh, I want to see the full test, they'll give you HPLC yeah. you know, graphs and GCMS and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and, and but it's there's, like, no middle ground.
2: Yeah, ex- exactly. You're right. You're right. There's no middle ground. It's either that or nothing. It's either, they don't look at all and you provide any information or it's very detailed like that. No question. And then actually yeah. I had a similar thing happen with my new product, Restorezyme, which is a systemic enzyme product, where the, the first, that the initial batch was actually completed a couple of weeks ago, but it but went in for some testing and there were some quality control issues. So we just scrapped that batch and started all over. And that's one of the reasons why it's been delayed. And these are the things that you, you have to do if you want to be an ethical person in the supplement business, which is kind of a, a contradiction in terms right there, but there are – but you, it can be done right, but these are the kind of measures you have to take. I, mean, I think I think what a lot of people do is say, well, we don't want to – like who cares if it's tainted or – They'll they'll do a cost analysis of, like, okay, how many people are going to get sick off this batch, and if it's lower than what they think their profit will be, then they'll just send it off. So, okay, we might get sued by one person, but that'll probably amount to this, so let's just go ahead anyway. And and it's not just – Well, if if you've
1: ever heard of uh, – It's so many
2: other industries that do that, too. Right.
1: Oh, yeah, if you've ever heard of spot buying, right? Spot buying is, like, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, you know, let's say you buy whey protein, right, from a big manufacturer, like, huge – and they uh, make a batch and something goes wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe they scorch it a bit, you know, and so the color is a bit off. You know, they overheated it slightly for whatever reason. Maybe the ambient temperature outside was too high, whatever it is, right? So they scorch it. They'll offer it to you for half off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, they don't throw that out. Right, right, right. right. And that's called spot buying. And you usually get that. it for, like, a really good price, right, and that. Obviously, your, your profit goes up for that one batch, I mean, right. and, and that's not uncommon. Like they'll screw up a batch and just offer it to someone. Hey,
2: we scorched this. Do
1: you still want it?
2: One of the common scams is, is, is a proprietary blend, right? And, and I know where people are going who buy my product. Isn't your testosterone a proprietary blend? So I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But what, what a lot of people do with proprietary blends is it allows them to list all kinds of stuff on a product, which may not even be in it or will be in such small amounts that it's not remotely effective. So that's very common. Now, why some of us also use proprietary blends, such as myself is I want to protect the formula. So I don't want to just have everything listed on there. So someone else can be like, wow, Mike's test booster is selling really well. looks like, Oh, that's what's in it. Great. Let's draw up our own batch. Now they can buy a bottle and reverse engineer it, but that's going to take some work. Now, a lot of people aren't going to do that, but people that are lazy are going to go great. This guy sounds like he's hit a winner, got a winner here. Let's go ahead and copy that. And, and that's
1: what you have to worry about is, like, you know, the, the ethical people, the people that, that are out there putting in the hard work and putting in the research, they're not looking to rever- – like, yeah, they could reverse engineer it. They're not looking right. to, you know, like the, the, right. the right. lazy people are looking to, you know, how can I get over? How can I do this, you know, as cheaply as possible? Those – you know, you're really only keeping the formula from the people you need to keep it from. Like, that doesn't exactly. affect – All the, you know, the, the, you know, the upstanding people, it affects
2: what I tell people also is they go, even if I had the exact amounts listed on the bottle, that doesn't guarantee that that's what's in there. You know, it's whether the person making it is an ethical person or not. So I could have the exact amounts. I could say, oh, this is what's in it. It's not like I have to put that through any agency that's going to verify that before I sell it to the customer. It's not that regulated. It's not like the pharmaceutical industry. So, I mean, that's the other thing people don't realize is that you could buy a bottle where everything supposedly that's in it is listed on the bottle, and then you do a lab analysis, and none of that stuff is in there, or it's much smaller dosages, or it's totally off. So, I mean, really the way – Well,
1: you know, um, is- you bring up the pharmaceutical industry, right? And, and this is, to me, one of the most interesting things, right? A supplement company will get hit with a fine, or they'll get hit with a CGMP violation or something, right. and all of a sudden it's on every discussion board, and it's like the biggest deal in the world. And I have nothing against, you know, whatever, Johnson & Johnson, but go look them up on the FDA's website. You'll see. Stuff happens. They make millions of whatever per day, and you'll see a million violations, but that's why the system's in place, you know? you're
2: right. You're right, and I'm not trying to say that the pharmaceutical industry is regulated so nicely, but it's just, it's just that they have to, they seem to have to go through more bells and whistles than a supplement company. But I think they're an example of what I was talking about earlier where they'll say, yeah. okay, here's, let's take into account what the potential lawsuits are, and if that number is lower, way lower than what the potential profit projections are, they'll say, screw it. Let's just put it out there anyway.
1: You know, Well, we'll how about this, right? Out. Now, I know this is uh, – I'm pretty sure this has happened to you. I mean, let's just say – you have a product. The product's successful. It takes X amount of time to import, you know, this herb or those herbs or the raw materials in general, and it takes X amount of time uh, for the to clear customs. Right? People don't even think about that. It has to clear customs. Customs, you know, they're not they're not asleep at the wheel. It has to clear customs. Right. And then it has to get to the, you know, the capper and the bottler. And okay, what if you're selling off the shelf? Right. And all the you know, it's an initial run, you're selling off the shelf, you know, that's gonna make you, you know, have no stock for four weeks. Right. You know how many people put whatever in the bottle? What just can to keep I it get on the shelf? now? <laughs> right. I mean, that's what happens, you know, people just say, What can I get right now? I mean, and it's 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 a difficult situation for for a lot of people that say, Well, I have this success and now I could lose my momentum and, and they're stuck with uh you know, uh, a faulty moral compass, and right. and they do what they do. Right. I mean, that was how, I mean, that didn't happen with bulbine. And, and,
2: and but by the way, folks, for for those who don't know, Anthony's the one who introduced me to bulbine Netalensis back in 2010. He was, we've been friends for a while, and he goes, "Hey, man, I uh, came across some interesting stuff. Wanted to give you a little batch to try out." And and that's how this whole process started uh, on my journey to creating that product. So Anthony was the one who pointed me in the right direction and got me on on a good product at a good dose or on a good herb on a good dose. And we, we went from there and with you know, it's Beaufort, funny
1: we... people say like, Oh, well you write about these products and you know, everything you write about works. Yeah. Cause I don't write about stuff that doesn't work. You know, what didn't, exactly. work? That, 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 Gabinensis didn't work for me.
2: No, when, when, when you send me something, I'll, I I get excited because I was like, wow, if Anthony's sending me this to try out, then I bet this is going to be really good.
3: <laughs> yeah. I tried,
1: I tried some stuff that, you know, uh, I tried, uh, I don't. Even, you know, it's another African herb, uh, it's supposed to be a fat burner, called Arvindia, Gabonitis. Yeah,
2: Arvindia, yeah, it's supposed to be a leptin sensitivity product and a... a did, nothing, dress did nothing, did nothing for me. Yeah, I, exactly. I sent it
1: to, uh, if you know who the guy is, I sent it to Jerry Brainham from Iron Man, magazine. Sure, sure, I know him really well, good guy, yeah. Yeah, it didn't do anything for him, I sent it to a bunch of people. <laughs> we were taking grams. Yeah, grams a day. It didn't do anything for anyone. I never wrote about. I, you know,
2: how did you come across Ballbine actually? And, and man, what, what were your results with it when you first tried it out?
1: I came across it because the, the guy who did the research into it, I think, might have uh, the guy who did the Padoja research. Yeah, not yep.
2: yep, same guy. So uh,
1: I kept up with what he was doing. So he had that, and he had um, Ballbine, which was, you know, to me, far better then then Fedogia and then the he had Misurla Acuminata, which is what USP Labs put in their Pink Magic product. Right, right. I kept up with them, and so I got some Misurla, and it, it just didn't do anything. You know, I mean, I, I you know spent 35 bucks on the study, and found out I had to take like you know, 18 grams a day or something. Right. Um, it didn't do much for me, and then the bulbine did. You know, it took me. It took me a long time. I mean, you know, the first thing was, you know, I asked some contacts, you know, in South Africa, can you get this? And they, you know, we're, we're going to have to grow it. And then they, they said, yeah, we can, you know, we can get you some. And then the initial yield was like a third of what it was supposed to be because, I mean, you don't know until you dry it out and you powder it, right. you know, how right. it's going to end up. So, I mean, you know, I just happened to have kept up with this scientist and lucked out. But And I always think it's funny when people say, oh you figured this thing out you know it's like you never take a wrong step it's like no dude i don't write about my wrong steps they're horrible you know <laughs> right right i think that's what who wants to read about me not losing any faster days?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what thing consider and i talk about with successful people in general is that most of the time you're making more mistakes than successes but the successes add up to more than the than the mistakes at the end of the day so i mean you're you're misfiring all the time. You're trying things out. It's not working. And then you try something out, bam, it works really well. And any of us that have used supplements can probably attest to that. You try the, Most of the things you've ever tried in your lifetime as a supplement user probably didn't do jack for you. Yeah, exactly. And there's probably, there's probably a handful that did, though. But you had to go through a bunch of garbage to get to those handfuls. You, you didn't just hit those. The first three products you ever try are, are, all, are all perfect ones. Usually you have to go through a learning curve with that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, certain things, you know, hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I don't, I I happen to not eat meat, right? I'm, you know, vegetarian. Right. The first time I took creatine was like. Yeah, me too. You know. It was unreal. Holy. I mean, that was, that was like, you know, an awakening. It was, and I tell people that, and they're like. Oh, placebo effect, there's no way you, no, I did like, believe me, I mean. Yeah, there's no
2: way it's a placebo effect. First time I took creatine, like, every time I walked in the gym, you're adding more weight to the bar for, for weeks on end. I was like, wow, this is fun. This is great. Like, every workout was fun now because you were just banging it out. So but you know what I don't tell people out.
1: most of the time? I mean, you know, I, I tell people that yeah, creatine was, like, one of the greatest things I, I ever found out about. Like, and I actually said this to uh. I don't know if you guys will recognize the name, but he's, he's a great dude. Uh, Anthony Almada. Yeah. Yeah, DAS? yeah. I found it. EAS, Right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I told him, I said, you know, I used creatine, uh, you know, I think I was 17 or 16 when I first tried it and it was the first thing I ever tried from them and still the most amazing thing I ever tried to this day. Right. Yeah. no And, doubt. uh, he said, thanks, and then what I said afterwards is I said, yeah, I pretty much used about everything you guys ever produced afterwards, and he kind of knew what I was getting at, and yeah, hey, yeah. he did nothing yeah, yeah. for me. I mean,
3: yeah.
1: half of their stuff did nothing for me, and he said, well, I thank you even more for the second batch of stuff you used.
2: You know, (laughs) that's the thing about supplement companies also is that usually you'll have a flagship product, which is very effective. And then you're thinking, okay, how do I make money off all these massive, the massive customer base I have now? So you start start getting impatient or you start getting lazy and not willing to put in the research to keep coming out with high quality products. You just start putting your label on anything so you can monetize that audience. And that's when a company starts going down the drain. And we've seen this so many times. Company comes out of the gate with a good product and then all of a sudden the second and third are not very good, and then it just gets worse as it keeps going on. All of a sudden they have 20 products now that they're expecting you to buy every month, and that, that's when people are going, you know what, I'm, I'm fed up of getting a, a new product pitch every month, and nothing has worked like that original product did. So then you, <laughs> you just Yeah, and,
1: and the last thing is usually, uh, like now, I mean, because you look at, like, shipping costs, right, and, you know, profit margins and all that. The right. last thing, a, a company that has aspirations of being huge – The last thing they're going to come out with is almost always a whey protein or a basic protein because they get to a point where they're making so many different products that now you have loyal customers who probably do buy protein and you're just leaving money on the table by not giving it to them.
2: Right, right, yeah.
1: And that's usually the final step in, you know, a company that's, you know, getting to that that tremendous level of of sales
2: right isn't
1: that the number one selling nutrition
2: supplement product protein powder isn't that still the number one category
1: Mm, technically it would be multivitamins because like that's people who aren't athletes at all
2: right 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 i just i should say within the the sports or within the athletic nutrition world yeah yeah sports nutrition world exactly
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, then it would definitely be protein. I mean, if you look at the general population, it's going to be like, you know, centrum or whatever multivitamin.
2: Right. Yeah, now
1: some people I mean, you with know, People give it to their kids. They give their kids like, like they'll buy vitamins for anyone. They don't even know what I mean, they yeah. do. They, just, like, now, I mean, they even it,
0: have gummy you know? vitamins now for adults, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, seriously, grow up. Are you really like having gummy bears for vitamins now? And you're in a grown-ass those gummy, ass man. those
2: gummy bears are probably what I'm talking about since here too, where they just take regular gummy bears, put it in the bottle, and then just
0: <laughs> yeah. put on the label. It's like, yeah, Scott. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm taking my vitamins. Like, a yeah, but your vitamins are giving you cavities. How is that working out for you? <laughs> Give you diabetes. Please explain how that's working for you. I bought
1: the uh, – I used to get, like, the, the package, and it was, like, a set, right? It was like a chess set. There were, like, eight different pieces, right? And there was, like, all sorts of nonsense. And I was, like, I took them, and I didn't take them. And you know what? There was no difference. I mean, if you're – if you're eating right, it's not like if you take 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C, there's like a magic thing that happens and right. yeah, you, know, but, you unlock
2: the secret.
1: Right. It does, that's not how it know, works. If, uh, mm-hmm.
2: if you have a magic case of diarrhea, you take yeah. 10,000 <laughs> out. That's the only magic that occurs. But either. the
1: weird thing was that they were all wow. different pills. Like, <laughs> so these people, like, I don't, you know, just now from, from looking back at it, I don't think they, that they were making these themselves. I think they were just buying a, a ton of different pills and putting them in a Selfing, you know, package.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. But, uh, since you had a question about progenics, didn't
0: you? Yeah, I was looking on um, Anthony's blog and I saw the whole issue that's going on with progenics. And I know we have a lot of folks, I have a lot of friends in CrossFit and they swear about progenics. That's why I kind of caught my eye. And I know we have a lot of CrossFit people that listen to our show as well. And, and I saw that there also may be some confusion as far as who's actually getting caught up in this, in this legal situation, which progenics company is being sued here. So I think it's best to hand this over to you to better explain what's going on with progenics.
1: No, it's actually really funny. There's, there's a group of guys they are called Newport trial. They seem to, I don't, I, I'm not really familiar with their work other than the fact that they've sued like every nutritional company ever. <laughs> wow. Um, and they, Um. I mean, they've sued, I, I mean, literally everybody. And, They sued Progenix Incorporated, which is some Florida company that's been around since, like, the Mm -hmm. mid-'90s. They sued them for a product called Force, which is made by Progenix Dairy Bioactives, which is the company people are familiar with. Um, And they, I guess, aren't yet aware, or hopefully they're aware by now, that they, you know, filed against the wrong companies. The problem is, you know, Progenix, they were Progenix, and then they, they lost a lawsuit to a company called Zinc Solutions. They transferred all their assets to a company called Mercury Ventures. From Mercury Ventures, they transferred all of them to, I believe, another company. Mercury Ventures is owned by a company called Amida, which was owned by a guy named Adam Zuckerman. Then they eventually transferred everything to a guy named Cameron Verdi. Who owns CMV Holdings? And I think that's in Las Vegas. So they're playing a bit of a shell game to avoid paying this uh, this judgment, which is like probably less than they earn in a month. And I can kind of understand how it's kind of you know it's difficult to figure out who to you know who to sue. In the end, it's a it's a patent lawsuit. So it's just you know it's a, it's a cash grab. This, the the lawyers involved just want want some money for for them making use of this patent on. The product uh the progenics force product but you know again you have to find them first and they have to serve them and, right after you know, having a, a problem doing when i was talking by the way about spot buying i was actually talking about progenics
2: so,
3: well
1: what's what's the
2: story with progenics in the sense that i know it was founded by dr scott conley of people know him of the of the creator of metrics and then there was some controversy where i, I don't want to I don't want to diminish the whole story, but it sounded like he got screwed out of something by the board of well, directors actually, of the company or something found like
1: that. Out, um, he found out that one of the guys involved, um, the guy that owns uh, Amida, um, Adam Zuckerman, he found out that that guy was, um, you know, convicted for fraud and a government informant. And he said, "Look, you know, I can't be a part of this." He stepped down. When he stepped down, the company that was uh, originally producing the protein that Progenics was selling, which was, uh, you know, patented and actually had research behind it, that company stepped away as well. I mean, they'd known Scott for, like, a decade. So they stepped away. They said, listen, we don't want to – Scott's not involved. We don't want to be involved. So what they did was they stepped away, and then the guys who were involved with Progenics, and, and the guys who were involved with Progenics are a uh, – They're like a venture capital group. They're not in any way like athletes or supplement industry guys. They're a venture capital group. What they did was they went out and sourced regular whey protein, put it in the same bag, and just carried on. And they actually sourced the same whey protein from the same company that you would get the uh, vitamin shop or GNC house brand from. I mean, and again, whey protein is a weird thing, right? Because there's only so many cows in the world. There's, you know, only so many dairy farms. And you really can't go too far trying to find something unique unless you have the resources. The original company was one of the biggest dairy cooperatives in Australia. It was making progenics. Now it's just a company that sells to everyone. I mean, all, all they do is send them a check each month and,
0: you know, the guys at Progenics get their product. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that as well because there's so, let's, let's be honest, there's a gazillion protein powders out there. Of course now the new market seems to be everyone's gravitating toward the grass fed way. And their grass fed way they have they tapped in with this farmer and they're getting it from this guy. And, <laughs> right. You know, they know the guy, they go to the <laughs> farm and they talk to oh, the Oh, forget the that. The they farmer. know the cow. They know the cow <laughs> they know the <laughs> cows uh-huh, right? give them a you yeah. know, give them a handy j to the bulls and they Yeah,
1: they're them. friends with the cow, they you know, they went to the cow's kid's birthday and all that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course <laughs>
0: And the, the reality no, is you know
1: what, so,
2: though, so there's only a few mm-hmm. whey manufacturing plants, even with the, – the, is, the, is the grass-fed whey even legitimate, or is that something that people are just trying to use as a buzzword now to sell a product?
1: Okay, here's what I think. I think it makes sense on an inductive level because we know that, for example, a mother, like a human mother, like right, we know that her diet will influence the quality of her breast milk, so I think – you know, obviously, you know the- No, no, I mean I, I,
2: I, I definitely think grass fed uh, products are better. I'm just curious if you think that it's legitimately grass fed whey when they say it is. That that's what I was trying to ask with that question.
1: Okay, here's okay, okay. Here's what I think. Yes, because if you go to most American whey producers, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say like, Well, we don't have grass fed whey so you have to actually for the most part, go overseas where the laws stipulate that. Right, it New, has New to be Zealand usually. New Zealand most most
2: likely, right?
1: You know what people say that it's like everywhere but America.
2: Okay. okay. I mean New
1: Zealand, like I mean I lived there for almost two years, like. Right. You know? And I'll, I'll say this: when I got there, I probably gained about I don't know 15 pounds, right? And I honestly think it was from, when you try to Of, dairy of, of muscle,
2: there, of muscle,
1: right? Not fat. Yeah, yeah, no, with muscle, like when you, like, you know, over a couple months, right? When you try the dairy products there, there's a difference. I mean, just a quick story. I actually said to someone after I tried like ice cream or, or something. I said, "What what is this?" And they're like, "It's ice cream." And I was like, "No, no, no, but but like what what I don't understand. What is what is it like actually like?" And they were like, "Dude, that's ice cream. Like I don't I don't know what your problem is. That's just regular ice cream." And I was like, it's not like some kind of special something? And they were like, dude, stop being weird. Like, like have you ever had ice cream? I'm like, yeah, I've had ice cream. It doesn't taste like this. I mean, far better. I mean, just the dairy products there. Because you live like 10 miles away from the closest dairy farm. Right. It's just fresher.
2: It's just less processed. I think New Zealand is known for having some of the best food supply in the world.
1: And you know what? Um, I mean, New Zealand, Australia, Ireland... Uh, you can't you can't grain feed your cattle or not allow them to be free range in any of those places. So mm. as long as you're not buying from America, yeah, you're you're probably getting a legitimate <laughs> product. <laughs> so Costa
2: Costa Rica grass fed whey protein would be legit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a sad statement, but I mean, you know, in America, you just it doesn't it doesn't meet the price point that people want to make.
2: No, I I think it shows that there's a a dark side of capitalism, and I I think our food supply is it. You know, when you have companies like Monsanto that can come in and basically move towards owning the food supply, I mean, that seems to be their ultimate end game, is to just genetically modify every food and so they can patent it and actually own it, and then that's the only option, you know that something is going wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, half the time I'll, you know, I'll find out they you know, they own some company I didn't even know about. I'm like why, would you even, like, why would you own that company? I mean, I'll find out that a company that I not only don't want to support, actively want to go out of business, like owns like a car company that I own the car of. It's like, I don't understand. Why would you, how is that a logical choice, you know, to, to you know, spread out into cars and refrigerators? But it's the way it happens.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, just from the very beginning Just Monsanto started out with Roundup And now all of a sudden right, you're, right. Now you're in control of the steak that I would eat Or something like that Like, what does that have to do with bug spray? <laughs> yeah, well, Roundup,
2: they're, they're thinking Okay, how do we sell more Roundup? Like, exactly well, let's, let's, get, let's get more people to need to use it And by, we, we changed the food supply Now more people need to use Roundup Bam, now we sell more Roundup It would be, it would be really insidious and crazy If that was what started this whole path is that how do we sell more Roundup? Oh, we we got to change the food supply. Hey, great idea. And that was the reason. Sometimes it's something simple like that. It's crazy. Yeah, but it since the harvest,
0: fun. you know, since naturally we can't get these plants to grow fast enough, let's just start creating these demon seeds to make them grow really, really quick so people need more Roundup. Right. <laughs> Somebody's in the boardroom going, that's a great effing idea. It will be, it will that's going like,
1: to be the end game. That's going to be the end game on Walking Dead. <laughs> it's just going to be around <laughs>
2: <up. laughs> <laughs> at, at the very last episode of the Walking Dead, we saw Monsanto executives say, Yep, have <laughs> <F-N-O." laughs> at <laughs> home.
1: That's, yeah, man, that's, that's the end game, man. That's going to be everything, everything on AMC. They're going to be like, yeah, White's – White, uh,
2: well, well the white the right.
0: he he really worked 70. for Monsanto, so it wasn't even the math that he was cooking all this time. It's <laughs> yeah, going like to be Monsanto
1: It's going to be everything. That's, that's the end game.
2: Man. Speaking of uh, a more controversial subjects, your one thing about Anthony is that he's actually written several books, and he's quite the expert when it comes to – performance enhancement products, whether it's a nutrition product, a supplement, or even steroids. And I wanted to have a real honest discussion about the pros and cons of steroids because I feel like there's so much misinformation out there. There's either people that say, you know, you're going you're gonna to die of cancer in two years taking this, or you're going to have heart failure in a year of taking this or that, or there's people that say, oh, no problem, you can just take whatever you want and you're okay. I mean, what, what, what's the real truth? about the pros and cons of steroids. And I know there's a variety of them, so, I, so it's kind of difficult to just give me a blanket response.
1: But well, I, you know what, though? I mean, the, the blanket response is just, you know, uh, for like, first of all, there's a different standard of truth, right, before you, right, get, right. In, you know, get into the truth, right, so let's take easiest example, right, Lyle Alzado. Yeah, yeah, Oh, he died of uh, brain cancer from steroids, right? There's never been a link between brain cancer and steroids, right? But while Alzado came out, after he said he didn't use steroids, said, I use them, and they cause brain cancer, right? Imagine, right, the flip side of the coin. If Lance Armstrong came out and said they cured my cancer, hmm. okay? Right? People would be like, "You're insane. You're 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 retarded. You're a dumb jock." Okay. So why is it okay for this guy to draw a conclusion that's never been drawn in the medical literature, with no medical training, and all of a sudden it's oh, yeah, no, that must be the, that's the way it is. Uh, so you know, when you talk about the truth, you talk about for some reason there's this different standard. I mean. Right. A guy can say they're terrible, and that's the truth. If he says they're great, that can't be the truth. That's that's absurd. So, I mean, that's one one part of it. I mean, the other part is people don't really – people have an emotional attachment to, you know, Roger Maris, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, he hit
1: 61 home runs in 1961. How could you not love that? <laughs> yeah. And he, he, you know what, man? He played on a team where there were a bunch of legends. He was never quite yeah. accepted by the by the fans, and he, you know he had a rough time. And, and he was a soldier. You know he went through it. He did right. his thing. And Mark McGuire, uh, whatever. F that guy's a cheater. Well, no, that's because you have an emotional attachment to the record. You know, or you, you know, nobody. Uh, I mean. Nobody said, "Well, you know, screw Barry Bonds when he broke, you know, Mark McGuire's record." Everyone was like, "Yeah, whatever." It's an emotional, you know, an emotional attachment. It's a problem with accepting the same standard of truth for both sides.
2: Um, but, but isn't it, isn't it a little bit more than an emotional attachment in the sense that people felt that there there are certain governing rules in the game of baseball, right? In that and that Mark McGuire violated those rules by taking performance enhancement that is on the blacklist there. If Mark McGuire broke broke the record, I mean, initially everyone everyone got behind him. He was a hero, and people couldn't get enough of him on the media, right? And then all of a sudden, the whole steroid story came out, and then people were going, oh, he's a cheater, and this is terrible, he's a bad role model for the kids. So initially, people were pretty excited about Mark McGuire breaking that record. I mean, I remember, I remember what entire, I
0: watched... Yeah, that entire summer with him and Sammy Sosa going back yeah, and forth. Yeah, man, that was exciting that time. Was, at that point, baseball was back alive because it was a dying yeah, sport. Nobody gave a rat's ass about baseball at that point. Everybody was more focused on the NBA and the NFL, and they forgot about it. But then that summer came up, and guess what? The MLB was making all that money from all the people now interested in that competition between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, who's going to be the home run king. And then all of a sudden... Just as quick as they give it to someone, they take it away. We were kind of talking about that last week with Lance Armstrong. We were talking about that with um, Daniel Coyle last week, who yeah. kind of he's written two books about it. So it's so funny how the people that actually promote these these situations are also the ones that turn around and try to police it and condemn it. So crazy. Well, I,
2: th- I think what they're trying to do is, is please the public, the naive public. You know, yeah, exactly. That, 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 the naive public that has the illusion that athletes who compete at the highest level just just do what they do. They eat Cheerios for breakfast, you know, and hey, they, man, go, I, they go to, they, you know what I mean? They,
0: they, well, come on, man. He's on all these, come on, he's on the, I mean, he's got Anderson Silver. Anderson Silver sponsored by Burger King. Yeah. Obviously, that'll make you a champion. Come on, Mike. Oh, Burger King's a great post-workout deal. A little bit of weed. You know what? You know what's
1: funny about that, too, is that Yale, right? Yale University just did a study They looked at the top 100, you know, athletes that you know, make the most money, right? So whoever, Serena Williams down to whoever is in the 100 spot. They were like, wow, these guys are telling people, you know, Michael Phelps is telling people that eating Subway is good for you. How can that be? <laughs> right. And it's like, well, you know, this guy's saying things that aren't true. You know, he's endorsing products he doesn't, you know, likely doesn't use or whatever.
0: Well he does smoke a lot of Reapers, so who knows? Yeah. I was
1: thinking that. That's why I said likely. <laughs> you will, just, that's why you, I said likely. I was like, I don't know I don't know a you great
2: know post workout in here, no doubt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's crazy, like they you know, they kinda like they concluded like, well, kinda disingenuous. Like, yeah, of course it is. I I mean and when you look at Olympic athletes, they'll say, Oh, well, only a half a percent use. Okay. Go look at the Olympic schedule sometime and see what sports there are. Mm -hmm. Archery, all right. You know, (laughs) badminton, okay. Yeah, those sports, those people aren't making a billion dollars a year. So, you know, the incentive is far lower. But if you look at whoever, I mean, playing third base for the Yankees, Alex Rodriguez, you know, moving from shortstop to third base, Mm -hmm. he had to gain weight. He had to prolong his career. He had to do whatever. Of course he's going to use there's there's a different uh, a different standard. It right. just you know, and, and the idea that sports at the highest level, I mean, look at the concussions in the NFL. It's, I mean, it's killing people. Right. They'll say, well, you know, the concussions are killing people, but don't use steroids.
0: They'll give you okay. brain cancer. <laughs>
1: yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, exactly. it's, just, it's, that, it's kind
3: of
2: a silly argument. If you think about that. There, people talk about the dangers of steroid use for NFL players and that's pretty low on the list compared to the actual game itself.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, somebody has been playing the game. I was watching something last night, and it, was, uh, it wasn't Lance Williams. It was uh, Mark Farnuada, the other guy who wrote Game Shadows. The rate of concussions and, and, and permanent brain damage in the NFL is, like, staggering. I mean, just absolutely staggering. But the problem is you choose to use steroids, right? So they can verify right. it. They can be like, well, right, I didn't right, tell them right. to use steroids. But you don't yeah. choose to make a tackle. That's your job. Yeah. So they can't yeah. vilify brain damage, right? So they have to, like, pretend it doesn't exist or, you know, push everything under the rug. You know, steroids are an easy an easy target. You know, they're illegal. You know, you use them, you're a cheater. You know, it, it helps people. Kind of escape the... In a lot of ways.
2: But what are. Yeah, they're not
1: enough to address anything real. Yeah,
2: exactly. So you can just have a superficial. You can just make the situation more superficial so, than yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, it, it can make Congress look like they're doing their job by trying right, to bring them right. to trial for that. But why are they not bringing them to trial and having hearings on these concussions? Because guess what? Mental illness is becoming a big issue now. You've got all these random shootings. Who's to say that one of these guys is getting cracked in the skull every Sunday? <laughs> won't we'll end up going batshit crazy one day and just right. going take, just going let loose on the stage. Well, I mean the, the
2: the sad reality is that I think it's over I think it was over half of yeah. retired NFL players have serious depression. They end up homeless, broke. I mean mm-hmm. it's it, it's pretty scary stuff. I mean people yeah, don't
1: if you know, Congress don't. ever gets back, you know, to work it's gonna be a big problem.
0: <laughs> if Congress ever starts to work Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it'll know never did before.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. One of the worst things, if you guys are familiar with um the Chris Benock case, they said, Well, I took a lot of steroids. Right, but steroids are neuroprotective for the most part. And then they say, Well, you know, his signature move was, you know, the flying headbutt off yeah, the, the top rope.
3: Yeah.
0: Could that have maybe been the thing? Exactly. Could that have played a part in it? Because he dives head first off the top rope into a very 300-pound muscular body that's lying there on the ground. And sometimes, guess what? He missed. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, I mean, and let's talk about all the neck surgeries he had and everything else. So what I think, in my opinion, with that, because I did, watch, I did watch pro wrestling, a lot of that was also right around the time that Vince McMahon's wife was getting ready to run um, I believe for the same yes. at that time. So and they were also trying to clean up their image of the WWE and make it more family friendly. So What they did, they pretty much sold Chris Benoit and his legacy up the river for political reasons. You can't tell me that Vince McMahon hasn't juiced either. Have you ever looked back at some of the Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like like 70. By the time Triple H comes into his family, (laughs) Vince blew up. (laughs) Vince got pretty big. That's the biggest boss I've ever seen. I mean, pretty much he's bigger than most of his employees.
1: I wrote, I actually actually co-authored a book with a guy named Irv Muchnick, and he's, He's a wrestling guy, right? He actually wrote mm-hmm. that book, Wrestling Babylon, that named yeah. all the guys who died before the age of fifty or whatever. And there's a congressional, you know, hearing about Still, it. Right. Well, mm. I, so I, I wrote a book with him, mm-hmm. and you know, he didn't. And this is, you know, just a conversation he and I had between two of us. He actually said to me, "He you 'You're the steroid guy. Take a look at Triple H, mm-hmm. right?'" and He's had a couple of ki- uh, maybe three kids with uh,
0: Stephanie McMahon.
1: Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. So he said to me, I don't know, take a look at him, right? Like, right, you know, nine months before they had their kids. Mm-hmm. See if he looks like he's the same as when he's in his top shape. Right. You know, see if he looks like maybe, you know, maybe he's coming off something. and." Yeah. You know, you, you try and you know Google image it and make sure the dates line up. And if anybody wants to do this at home, I swear he didn't look. He looked like a dude coming off. You know, when he and was. And
0: usually, right around that time, what they do is they'll they'll change the storyline up. Right around the time yes. he's pregnant, he gets an injury, and he's yep. out for a year, and then mm-hmm. he'll come back probably a year and a half into it or whatever. And he's in a position now where he's not necessarily as active. Because at this point now, he's getting older, recovery is going to be a lot harder, and it takes a lot more to get back to that status. Or whatever. So it's kind of like, as they, as they put it, passing the baton on to the new, younger athletes that are coming in and really kind of mentoring those guys. Basically saying, like, look, the body's not handling all those performing enhancing drugs and that type of training, that intensive training, plus 200, 300 days on the road. It's hard to do all that when you're 41, 42, 43 years old now, and you've been doing this for 20 years. And that's usually what happens to these guys. And then when you're not a guy like Triple H and you can't, you don't, you're not necessarily in the family of the yeah, company, you can't take of off. the owners, and you can't keep up and you can't afford to do it, you're, you're going to end up losing your job to these younger guys. And that's why so many of these guys end up going to drugs, going to alcohol, because they're just going, they're trading in one performance enhancer to another, trying right. to get through the day. Yeah. And then Whatever. they end up becoming suicidal yeah. or you get heart attack. Or something like livers and everything else just breaks down. It's not necessarily from the steroid use from all those years. It could be a big part of it, but you also throw in all the stress of putting your body on the line for 300 days a year for the last 20 years. That's a lot of banging and beats and bumps and everything. Well,
1: I I actually said to him, I said, well, you know, isn't wrestling like it's, you know, it's whatever. It's staged. It's scripted. And the guy was like, yeah, you know, Herb. Herb was like, yeah, but you know. (laughs) 9.8 9.8 Newtons squared isn't really scripted. That's the rate the body falls. <laughs>
0: yeah. You yeah, like scripted,
1: Gravity, gravity like is sure. not in on the joke, you know? <laughs> yeah. If you're jumping off the top rope, yeah. you're falling as fast as if you're faking it as <laughs> if you're not faking it.
0: Yeah, it's, so, I mean, it's scripted, but a chair shot to the head is still a chair shot to the head. It still hurts. <laughs>
1: so. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, and I mean, that's kind of, you know, he said that. He said, like, yeah, it's scripted, but gravity is not in on the joke, you know, <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that kind of stuck with me, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I really think, you know, the, the, the Crispin Law thing, um,
0: you know, it was so much
1: more insidious because, you know, it was, it was a murder suicide and there were kids involved and right. I mean, it was, you know, it was a horrible thing, right. but, you know, I said to him, I said, you know, why don't you send me over the, uh, You know, the the wellness policy, WWE's wellness policy. So he said, all right, no problem. Sends it over. I get this uh, two-page, one-and-a-half-page PDF. I'm like, dude, send me the whole thing, though, not just this part. Send me the whole thing. He's like, no, that's the whole thing. I was like, what? He's like, no, that's their whole thing. That's the whole policy. That's the whole policy that takes care of people's health, that one-and-a-half-page, you know, whatever document. And I, I was, you know... I, mean, I was in shock. So you know, and and it's easy to say, well, that guy, you know, did this awful thing and whatever. But you know, the the culture around him kind of,
0: exactly, I would
1: say we're we're more at at fault than the chemicals, you know.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. What
1: well, what are
2: just getting back on this discussion, of pros and cons of steroids, or, or rather a, a true talk discussion about it. What are some of the common fallacies that you hear in popular media or just any other venue that just drive you nuts as someone who's well more, much more researched?
1: Well, one of the things that I always see is a, is a list of every possible side effect as the side effects.
3: Right. right?
1: So starting to a class of medication, so to say, well, all these things, like someone will say, well, uh, you know this guy is taking injectable testosterone, and uh, you know some of the possible side effects of steroids are uh, liver problems. Yeah, but an injectable doesn't go through the liver on first pass metabolism, so right. the chance of you getting liver failure from an injectable is really unheard of. They'll take every possible thing, and they don't do that with any other drugs. You know they don't no. say well. This is possible. Like, it
0: may cause, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 I
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean but... that's one of my big gripes is that, you know, they'll take things that are, you know, far outside possibilities or things that are reversible. They'll say, well, um, you know, this is, you know, elevated uh, liver enzymes and, and potential liver failure. Okay, yeah, but, again, only from orals. And for the most part, those elevated enzymes go down when you stop. Right. Uh, they don't really take into account that people ultimately, you know, for the most part, you know, cycle on, cycle off. Or... Well, I mean,
2: even something with
1: bulbine, right, some
2: of the enzymes, some of the liver enzymes may go up initially and then it just levels out. Just like some people are saying, oh, I don't want to take bulbine because it's going to have a negative effect on my cholesterol. And it seems that the lipids are just affected initially, and then it kind of levels out. Or when you cycle off, it goes right back to normal. Or
1: it doesn't affect at well, all. Well, I mean, like, like here's I, the I thing, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Like, all right, so you have a car. And, you know, pistons fire, and they're, they're lubricated. But you know what? Those pistons fire. That's wear and tear, right? No, so
2: it's, that's like, like, single, saying, it's like, like saying, I don't want don't start get my of,
1: car. Right.
2: No, it's like saying I don't want Wait. to get, like, don't get out of bed in the morning because that's going to raise your blood pressure.
1: And yeah, like that's exactly what it is. Like that's don't run like, oh, blocks, you well, my liver enzymes go up. Yeah. Well, yeah, your liver's working. Like, yeah, when you when you st- step out of bed and your blood pressure goes up, like any of those things, when your synovial fluid is is you know compressed in your joints when you step out of bed, like oh, I don't want to, you know. Screw up my synovial fluid. Like, well, it's like the whole okay.
2: protein. Are, it's like the whole protein argument too, right? You take too much protein. Oh, now the kidneys have to work harder. Oh that's yeah, a, exactly. That's, that's not necessarily a bad thing, though. That's that's a lot different than saying the kidneys are getting damaged. It's like okay, they have to work harder to deal with that. But is that necessarily a bad thing? Not necessarily. Yeah, like harder harder than what?
1: Like harder than if you yeah. live and yeah, die? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah exactly. Harder. They actually have to work. But is that is that a negative? Because I, I think a lot of people draw the wrong conclusions when they see something. Mm-hmm. Like,
3: yeah, you know, I mean, well,
2: that's,
1: that's what I feel like. Well, that's one of the problems, you know. It's, you know, oh, this organ's going to have to work harder.
3: Yeah, it's going <laughs> to have
2: to work. It's like, yeah, I better not, I better not play chess. You know? My brain's going to have to work. It might cause some negative side effects. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's any anything that, like, deviates from baseline. Oh, well, you know, it's causing this sort of, you know, inroad into my whatever. Yeah, like like life. Like, you know what? Your heart has to work hard when you're not dead. It, it pumps. Like, yeah. awesome, you know? I mean, that kind right. of thing just, just irks me. I mean, people right. have an idea that, like, I, I don't know, that I guess they, they, they should be, you know, on a shelf somewhere. They're, they're, their legs shouldn't work hard when they get out of bed. Like, no, that's, that's not, really, not really the way things are, you know? Um, right, right. And, and with steroids, yeah, like, you know, there's, there's a stress put on your body. But so if you look at something like injectable testosterone, you, let's say you're, you're 60 and you make your, you know, your uh, testosterone levels the way they were at 20. Okay. So you have a 60-year-old body. You're putting that into it. Yeah, if you put, you know, whatever, high octane gas into a car and you're, you're driving it hard, course you know that there's additional wear on it that wear doesn't mean you know that you're doing something bad right. I mean, nobody would make that argument that if you put you know better gas in your car it's you know it's bad so um it, that that's one of the biggest problems you know one of the biggest problems is well, people people make the reverse argument that are
2: equally moronic as well such as oh your, your testosterone is supposed to go down as you get older that's just the natural way of things <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm supposed to die, too, you know, eventually. Yeah, it's just going to say that. I, uh, <laughs> You're
3: supposed to die, too. You're not supposed to, <laughs> not supposed to I mean, live that's,
2: that's not the goal. It's like, what if I want to live well rather than just being some eunuch, which is frankly what you are. You know, if your testosterone is zilch, regardless of your age, and you're estrogen-dominant, you're a eunuch. You're not a man anymore. You know? I mean, you yeah. don't feel like a man. You don't act like a man. You don't think like a man. Frankly, you don't look like one either when you see someone who's totally estrogen dominant. Yeah, no,
1: I mean – it's that's not a good place to be. You ever see someone who's, like, 70? There's just, you know, you find photos, like, online, like, you know, do the weightlift or whatever. Like, you ever see a photo of a guy who's, like, 70, and he's, like, pretty jacked for 70? Yeah. You know, he's, like, pretty ripped or, you know, pretty big. And you're like, shit, man, I want to be that. It's like, yeah, but you won't live past 71. It's like, yeah, I repeat, I want to be that, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, there was a dude, right? There was a dude who uh, got busted, and I want to see he was like 70 for doing steroids at a master's. First of all, it's, insane that you're testing him for, for, yeah, a exactly. <laughs> how many people are in that, in that class that you feel like he's doing a disservice to the other 70 year old weightlifters? <laughs> yeah. He's the only guy competing. You're cheating, man. You're cheating. Like yeah, I still won anyway. Yeah, like is there someone that that that, you know that first prize went to that instead of him? Right, and they're testing him, right, which is insane. And then they're saying, well, you know, testosterone's too high. All right, you don't think that he would have a therapeutic exemption for low testosterone? You think it's seventy? He's going to fall within the norms of an athlete? Yeah,
2: exactly. The whole
1: thing is insane. I mean, I, I don't even – like, I can't even comprehend why they wouldn't want him to be on – like well, – But you know what, just saying,
2: Anthony, just, just going along with your, your – just, just going along with what you're saying, what's interesting is this, what's kind of peaked in my mind as you're talking is that on, on one hand, we have a society that just vilifies steroid use. Right, and then on the other hand, there's more men using steroids now legally than ever before because they're getting testosterone yes. replacement. Mm-hmm. And now it's yeah. on the news. We see we see commercial. Not on the news. It's on commercials, commercials all the time. You know, yeah, low stream. tea yeah, exactly. So I mean, that, that's
0: a steroid. I can't listen to Pandora anymore without that low T commercial coming on all the time. It's like, do you suffer from low T? Like, are they serious right now, dude? I'm yeah. trying to listen to my music. I, I the don't The first time,
1: that. the first time I saw <laughs> that, right? It was like. I looked around the room, right? It was I think it was doing like, the Super Bowl or during a football game of some kind. Right, right? right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, it was that so like, I'm, I'm looking around the room, right, and I'm, I'm looking at people, like, because this is, like, a commercial for steroids, right? Like, I'm looking around the room thinking, am I the only one who thinks this is weird? It's
0: a commercial for steroids. during the Super Bowl. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, right? So I'm all thinking, the time. Like, I'm thinking the next commercial is gonna be like for people who are tired. Do you suffer from low C? Do some cocaine. Like you know, I'm like why am I looking around the room going all right, right, they're, they're selling steroids on channel five. Does anyone care? Like just me, all right. And uh, no, I mean, and, and, I mean
2: HRT is huge business too right now. I mean it's oh, it's yeah. huge. So it's kind of an interesting dichotomy in society. On one hand, we have people just vilifying steroids. On the other hand, we have more people using it probably than ever before.
0: So here's the deal: it's like you can't get paid millions and right. Be if you're a garbage man. And, it's and okay. influence my children and and use those things. But since I'm the dad and he's not looking to me, I'm going to do it so I can look like the kick-ass dad and I can feel alive. So he can start looking to me as an example. Okay, buddy, <laughs> you got that? <laughs> If you work Dude, I family. mean
1: that's that's what I that's what I think, right? I mean, I look at, I don't even know what this guy did, right? This this seventy year old guy, like who was whatever, like you know, doing Olympic lifting. I don't give a shit yeah. what he did. He was lifting, like I don't right, even yeah. care. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's like in some of the right well, there. he was that's cheating. Home cheating? That. Who? The Grim Reaper? Who is who is he competing against? <laughs> like no it's great, you know? I it, it, I mean. It's, how old is his kid? His kid has got to be fifty, you know. Like, it's like what, you know? To me, it's just—it's insane. It's—it's it's a weird puritanical thing that that exactly. maybe that you know, comes word. from whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that—that's the only explanation I have for it. Some weird puritanical thing that's, you know, in our DNA. That we I, care. I remember when uh, Joe
2: Biden was talking about a, at a congressional hearing. He was saying, "Oh." You know, I, I, it really pisses me off, all these professional baseball players using steroids, because it makes me think, you know, I could, have, I could have been a professional baseball player if other people weren't cheating back when I was younger and so forth. It's like, come on, dude. Come you on, can't, dude. dude. Dude, you can't finished, even be president. you tried four there times. There were
1: 76 <laughs> people in his class. There were 76 people in his law class at Syracuse. He didn't finish in the top 50%. He's vice president of the country. Well, Why you know would what? he think he Wanna could be play. a professional baseball player? Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't even. He couldn't even do anything. Like I, he got suspended for a semester for plagiarizing. He he literally couldn't even write his own papers. He cheated. Then he got right in the eighties, in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. He actually withdrew from a presidential campaign because yep. he plagiarized a guy's speech. Speech. After yeah. He got caught plagiarizing at Syracuse and got booted for the semester. He couldn't do shit without plagiarizing and cheating. Now okay. he thinks, oh, well, look at these guys. I could have been a professional baseball player.
0: You've been cheating all what? your life. Come on, man. It's the
1: thing because he keeps uh, cheating. I mean, yeah, yeah, if yeah. he never cheated in his whole life, all right, fine, whatever, you got me. You're the best. You never cheated and you're vice president. But, dude, you cheated at every step. It pisses me off because I could have been a professional, you know, baseball player, dude. It pisses me off too. I wish you were a professional baseball player.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's even worse for the rest of America. We wish you would have gone into baseball. Uh, yeah, and now you're our
2: VP, which is way, way more your
1: heartbeat rubbish. away from
0: being a president.
2: <laughs> I
1: would look. I love the Yankees, but I would rather Joe Biden was a DH for the Yankees than Vice President of <laughs> <in> my country. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the best-case scenario is that Joe Biden did a ton of steroids. And speaking of getting back
2: on that discussion, Anthony, before we go too far off tangent here, uh, I mean, we like to go wherever this podcast takes us, but just to get a few more of these questions, because I know you have to go soon, too.
1: But, no, no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man, yeah. Okay,
2: cool. 100. Cool. What, what, are, what are some of the, the health benefits of various steroids use? Because that's something we don't really hear at all. So we talk hear about, about that. the negative. Yeah, but it's always like the negative. The negative it's like, oh yeah, you'll get stronger and this, but you're gonna, you know, your dick's gonna fall off, and you're you're gonna be, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna have bitch tits, and you're gonna be like this for the rest of your life, organ failure, et cetera. But what what are actually some of the health benefits of different steroids? Well,
1: you know, one of the things is uh, as you get older, you know, the muscle loss and all that, like sarcopenia, right, right. you know, call it. Um, that's actually contraindicated to living right so that (laughs) that sounds kind of funny right like so it's right it's a really funny way to say it it's contraindicated (laughs) towards existence so basically if you fall below I think it's like 66% LBM right so you have a wasting disease you fall below two-thirds your body weight your mortality rate goes to like 98% Hmm. But, like, age is a wasting disease, right? People don't think about that. You never see, like, you know, a 280-pound ripped 90-year-old, right? Like, age is a wasting disease. Cancer, wasting disease. Age, wasting disease. All these things are diseases that kill you because you eventually waste away. That's one of the things that steroids prevent, right? Obviously, right? They're anabolic. Another thing is... Anything, really anything with, anything with a brain health, Anthony, out of curiosity? Well, I was getting into it with the Chris Benoit thing. Uh, they're actually neuroprotective. Right. So uh, a variety of steroids. I um, mean, testo-
2: testosterone, for example, is neuroprotective, as is DHA. Like, me
1: personally, yeah, yeah, testosterone. I think um, the nandrolone family, the 19 North, like, me personally, I think Chris Benoit would have been in, either in a coma or a vegetable, or something before, you know, uh, he killed himself if it weren't for steroids. I mean, so, you know, you have a neuroprotective factor, you have a joint health factor, uh, you know, you have a lot of the, especially the nandrolone based the testosterone-based even, um, you definitely have a protective effect on your joints. And it's kind of weird, right? It's kind of funny because... If I said, imagine, right, to the average person, not even to someone who's educated. Imagine an eighty-year-old, right, average eighty-year-old. Now imagine one on steroids. You imagine a healthier eighty-year-old, don't you?
2: <laughs> right.
1: You imagine a stronger, more fit, more <laughs> active eighty-year-old. Yeah. So, no doubt. I mean, I say to people, all right. Now imagine one on heroin. Like you kind of think, all right, that's a dead thing. <laughs> Now. right. Yeah. But, but so why why would there be this kind of stigma against them? I mean, literally, if I say imagine you know eighty year old guy now imagine one on steroids, you literally think of a better eighty year old guy. Right. But there's a stigma against it. So that's that's wild to me. That that sort of disconnect and that dichotomy is just incredible to me.
0: Or better yet, even an 80-year-old that's on antidepressants. You know, that's more accepted. Right, right. Well, and
1: that's something that steroids do. Steroids are antidepressants. Yeah, exactly. Steroids are actually antidepressant compounds. You will find someone, the average person on steroids finds a mood elevation. Okay, now – playing devil's advocate, how do we explain stuff such
2: as roid rage roid, or people yeah, with temper tantrums or people that get it, are becoming more belligerent allegedly from taking various steroids, etc.?
1: You know, that's that's actually that's actually a good question, and to me, there's the old standby, right? There's like, right. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard it, everybody's heard it, You know, give steroids to an asshole they become a bigger asshole, right? No, no, no doubt. doubt. <laughs> Like, I very rarely found someone who has, like, a good temperament to become a terrible person on steroids. That right. being said, I mean, I've done, I mean, steroids, like, on and off. I mean, the longest time I probably did them was, you know, two years straight. Hmm. And it's not like I was, you know, I don't know, beating up kittens for two years or whatever, <laughs> you know, people do or whatever. Yeah. On occasion, I felt like i don't know maybe more more mad or more aggressive than I might have been, but, but that's what,
2: what did how did you feel when you came off of it
1: for being on that
2: long
0: yeah, well, the cycling off period, yeah, yeah, what was
1: that like um you know it wasn't it wasn't terrible, like people would think, oh, that was you know this awful thing, it really wasn't.
2: Because, I mean your T levels but, will go down to zero for a while, right, and then gradually. When your T
1: levels when, when you're when you're on for for that long, your T levels are your natural T levels are yeah. zero.
2: Yeah, yeah, right.
1: To me, it was uh, it, it, it wasn't like, oh wow, this is like you know earth shattering terrible, whatever. It was like you know you have to make adjustments in your lifestyle you have to say all right i can't go into the gym and do this i can't do that you know right
2: right but psychologically i'm thinking more psychologically because when you've been on you get used to feeling a certain way and then you get off and all of a sudden bam you're not you don't have that feeling anymore and i would think that that would be something that's difficult to handle especially after i mean you weren't just on for five weeks and then got off you were on for two years so i mean you really acclimated Whatever you yeah, need.
1: but you know what I mean. It's it's really uh, it's it's also how were you when you were on. You know, like that's I, I think I, that's a big right. deal, right? Like so, when I was on, like uh, you know, for for two years or four years or even on HRT, you know, I wasn't you know I wasn't acting like a lunatic going out, starting bar fights, and you know, being crazy. I mean, you know, probably how you were when you were on. If you find someone who's like normal when they're on, they'll go yeah, well, when I came off, you know, it was, it was a little more difficult to go to the gym and, you know, uh, get aroused or this or that, but it wasn't, right. but it didn't end my life. It wasn't, oh, my God, you know, this is. I can't cope with this, you know? I think one of the other reasons
2: okay. could be, for example, let's say a guy with a lot of aromatase enzymes gets on testosterone and he doesn't take anything to address the estrogen control. So he has massive conversion of testosterone to estrogen that elevated estrogen could be kind of drive you nuts. So maybe, maybe that's
3: one. Oh, of. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Like as a, uh, yeah, as a unique, you know, or slightly unique kind of thing where a guy aromatizes a lot and then all of a sudden, you know, he has a, a, a harder shutdown than normal. And, you know, yeah, definitely that, that would be one of the things where someone, you know, would be, you know, would have a huge problem. When I was 19, I had a testosterone level of, like,
2: 650.
1: Right. That's not super high. That's not super high. Yeah, felt like, mid-range.
2: Yeah, the low I would say low-high normal is where that would be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would think, you know, I mean, that's not anywhere outside the median, right? So, right, right. So, I mean, it wasn't like I went on and it was all of a sudden I've never felt this way, and it wasn't like I went off and I was like, I've always had these sky-high levels. So, you know, I think it's one of those things where, um, like with anything, uh, with uh, SSRI inhibitors, right, which are potentially, well, not potentially, far more lethal, right, if misused. No doubt. Um, I mean, far more, right? So. And I think the problem with these
2: selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors is that they get rid of depression by making you numb. You don't feel anything. So, yep. I mean, that's not, that's not really the solution either. So you're not depressed anymore, but you don't feel anything, period. That's why you're not right. depressed. <laughs>
1: not yeah, like you, so feel you have, great. These, like, totally different levels, right, than you're used right. to. Um, I think, you know, for something like that, you, you know, there's, there's a, a lot more planning involved. There's a lot more, uh, well, what's going on with this person? What's going on in their life? You know, is it the right, right time for them to come off? I think if you're pretty well adjusted and, and to the point, if you're not well adjusted, why are you thinking about using steroids you
2: no't
1: know? <laughs> don't, don't do anything like get yourself well adjusted if you're not you know if well you're let's not. Talk, let's
2: talk about a controversial example. there was a it was a i I know you know what I'm referring to because I've heard you I've, I've seen you write about this this particular example before, but there was a movie, a documentary a while back where a guy went around interviewing different different power lifters and bodybuilders, etc.. He had a brother that was taking steroids, one of Louis Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger, yeah, stronger, Chris, faster? yeah. Yeah, yeah, Stronger Faster, exactly. Bigger, Stronger, Faster. That's the movie. But anyway, there was an example in there of a father who claimed that his son committed suicide from taking yep. steroids. He oh, yeah,
0: the, I think the father and he was. he was, was adamant.
2: He was like, look, steroids are what killed my son. That's, this is why he committed suicide. Now, we don't know all the they, – they claim that he was happy as you could be. Before he started taking steroids, he had friends. He was doing well in school, well-adjusted, et cetera. He started taking steroids. I don't remember which ones or if it was a combination of several. And all of a sudden, his mood started changing. He had mood swings, and eventually he committed suicide. How much do you think was, can we attribute to steroid use in that particular situation? I mean, my, my take is there had to be more going on in this young man's life, unfortunately, then everything is just so this, happy. this
1: actually, this actually might be the thing. This, this actually might be the thing that freaks everybody out. Right. Um, right. right. Really? I mean, to me, um, almost none of it. And I'll tell you why. Um, you know, he was in trouble at school. He was in trouble. Uh, he was actually grounded because the family went on vacation. He was stealing stuff, and he was starting fighting. Hey, this, this is what I like about Anthony.
2: This is what I like about Anthony. Since this is the Walter Cronkite of okay, him coming right out. This, this is the stuff that I didn't know anything about. Sorry to cut you off. I just had to throw this. Well, this
1: in. is actually this. Well, yeah. It, <laughs> no, it gets it gets even worse, right? Because yeah. like about. About half a year ago I decided to troll the guy, like the father, like I decided to like just troll him. So what
2: well, what do you know, what do you mean? I, what do you mean by that? Just so for those like those, uh, Oh, nothing, no, I'll tell bad. you. I'll, yeah, 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 because yeah, like that it's not inter- it it like troll. following him around in a car like, in his neighborhood,
1: <laughs> you know? so that's, no, like, no, 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 no. Total total internet troll. No, no, total total internet troll. Okay. cuz was like he'll like write something on his website. He'll be like Oh, a new study came out in the, in the journal of I Hate Steroids saying that steroids cause, you know, uh, the apocalypse. And I'm like, dude, that's not a credible journal. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, like, I don't care. Like, if everybody wants to, like, fight on even ground, I'm fine with that, right? Let's all fight on even ground. That's great. We'll, right. we'll bring the science. We'll bring the whatever. We'll bring our intellect, and we'll fight. He He just takes any garbage from anywhere and says, well, this is the way things are. Oh, my son was on the antidepressant that, you know, makes people kill themselves. It was the steroids. So I'm like, you know, it, I, something like fact that just, just doesn't sit well with me. So I, for some reason, I decided to troll the guy. So I, I sent him a study, totally fake, made it up, completely made it up. Right? There was no such study. I actually emailed you know, this guy a fake study that I wrote entirely on a Sunday afternoon when I was bored. And he published it on his website as fact. He didn't look anything up. He never checked any references. Let me tell you who some of the uh, esteemed doctors were in the study. Bruce Wayne, Peter Parker. Clark Kent, <laughs> oh, three boy. of the esteemed doctors that, that, that produced uh, the study. Oh man, the uh, leadoff, through cleanup hitter of the New York Yankees in the month that we did this. There were some other, some other highly esteemed doctors involved in the study. It was just insane. The governors, last three governors in New Jersey, because I couldn't think of anything else to put down. And
2: I don't want the listeners to think that we're in any way trying to bring some levity to a, a really terrible situation. You. A young man committed no, suicide. No, no, no. It's
1: terrible. Complicated no, and no.
2: And I feel bad for the family. And the, I mean, I, it's just a bad situation. I, I just feel that the focus on steroids as the reason why is just diminishing the whole situation. No, yeah. Why,
1: but why not go after, uh, you know, antidepressants? Yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. So we we well, need to know then, the mean, whole
2: story. Before we make judgment, because most people don't know. Well, anything
1: well, here's about. here's what I think. Everybody knows that you know uh, a side effect of antidepressants is that you know some it's people that are on them you know will kill themselves. I mean,
0: right, mm-hmm. right. It's on the commercial. But they
1: nobody knows time. that about which, which it Which is yours.
0: which
2: is beyond ironic, isn't it? Now you take an antidepressant, and one of the side effects is you may commit suicide.
0: That's I looked at I looked take, at half thoughts of suicide. I'm like. <laughs> That's why I want to take it, because I don't want to be depressed and think about committing suicide. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Well, I don't want I don't to take understand. to ramp it up.
0: Hey.
1: I looked at one of the
2: side effects,
1: right? For something for, for uh I don't know, for for some kind of like stomach problem. And it was like, you know, uh if you you know had this stomach problem, uh, you know, take this and then the side effects, the stomach problem that yeah. you're trying to avoid.
2: Right, right.
1: Like Well what, how do you even know if it's giving that to you? Right? Like <laughs> I'm right. taking the product because I have X problem, and it, I think it might be giving me the problem. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, I sent the guy a study. It was totally fake, total garbage. Anybody, so, right, so, I mean, if you go, if you go to my website and you, you know, type in Hooten, right, because it's probably the only thing I've ever written about him on that site, you go there, type it in. And what you'll find is that study. I screenshotted it when he published it on his website. And just Um,
2: just real quick, folks, the the website is romanoandroberts.com. Is that right, Anthony? Yep,
1: romanoroberts.com. Oh, romanoroberts.com. Okay. Right, and and the the point was to bring a bit of levity to the situation, but at the same time, this guy is publishing anything. And you know what? Congress is listening to him.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Why? 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 We pay these people. We elect good, tele, good
2: television is why. Here's a here's a
0: grieving Face father time, yeah. and, you know, There's already this platform.
1: Yeah,
2: it's, it's a grieving father talking about how steroids ruined his his son's life, and that that's already a hot topic in those in those circles. So now it's just another way to, to bring more attention to themselves and make it look like they're actually trying to do something about an, an issue, which has been overstated.
1: I mean, think about, think about right, anything. Think about any – right, America, right? We were founded during the Enlightenment, right? Yeah, So yeah. Greek – right? Greek dialogue, Socratic method. Imagine what would happen if Don Houghton, you know, faced up to Socrates in the town square. It would be a disaster,
0: Right. Right. Like right.
1: we're supposed to be founded on these like particular ideals of this particular time when these things were highly esteemed. Why have we fallen so far away that, oh, his son died. I guess we have to do whatever he said. Why? Why would we have to do whatever this guy says? I mean, I, it sucks. You know, I can't, I can't imagine that kind of, you know, horror. But yeah. I also can't imagine why I would listen to this guy.
2: Yeah, right, right.
1: Uh, that's you know that's that's my problem. I mean, uh, at the same time, if I could help, if he if he reached out and said, "Here's how you could help," I would. And and actually, the only reason I wrote that article was because. Uh, John Romano, who writes the website with me, who's the other uh, guy who blogs with me. Right. And he's the former, he's actually in the movie you guys are talking Yeah, he's, about. In, he's in the, the movie, I was going to
2: say. Yeah, he's in the movie. Yep.
1: A couple of, uh, you know, John's buddies had, had passed away. Don republished an article that was like, good riddance to these guys, good riddance to these steroid users. And I was like, dude, that's way over the line. Yeah. Way over the line. When your whole existence is based on sympathy yeah you know to insult their memory and i don't you know i don't know these guys i don't really you know i don't care for bodybuilding or whatever they did but that's way over the line you know right so so yeah i mean i i did a you know i wrote a fake article and you know he published it and, and then that's the problem you know that Congress is going to listen to him. He's not going to yeah. listen to me or whoever.
2: Right, right. Well, I mean, I think the problem is, is that news is another form of sensationalism. In other words, it's made to be entertaining. And what, what they want is drama. So now you have a sad story, and you, you have people, people – the media like to get behind very strong views on either side rather than a balanced approach. So someone coming on.
1: There's there's a ton of good people, right? Like, this is, like, the worst part about it. There's a ton of good people in the media, right? Right,
2: right. They're doing,
1: like, really great work, right? Really, I mean, world-changing work. But you know what? If you watch that and you watch it for how popular it becomes and how much it changes the world, it'll break your heart. Right. Right. You can't do it. You'll just be like, I mean, like, watch watch a documentary. I mean, Mike, I'm sure you've done this. Watch a documentary on how awful, you know, the meat processing industry is. Oh, it yeah. Well, that's
2: why I gave up meat years ago because that, that was the kind of stuff I, I came across. I was like, man, this is terrible. So, just, so absolutely. Just, just like uh, we, our guest that we're having on the next episode, James Pond, who deals with human trafficking, that, that's, that's very important information to hear because it'll provoke you to do something about it. But it's, it's not pleasant stuff to hear about. And it's, 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 it's pretty depressing stuff to hear about. But my attitude is it's, it's a reality of something that's happening. So I, I don't want to be oblivious to these problems. I, I'd rather be aware so that I can take some action. But well, before we wrap up with you, what are just just to end on a on a more uplifting note, what are what are some of the nutrition supplements you've been researching recently that look exciting? Is there anything that you've come across that looks interesting?
1: Stuff I think is exciting. You know, it's weird because the more I look into things, I know. I mean, you know, if you look at protein, right? Stupid example, but protein. It's exciting. You look at it, it increases mTOR, it increases you know, Fox01, all these different, you know, regulators of anabolism, the more I look into things and see how exciting the basics are, the more excited I become about them. Yeah. To me, that that whole thing, you know, as an example, uh, VPX has a product called uh, mTOR01, right? Yep. And it's creatine with leucine, and you look at leucine, you go, wow, this this is amazing, and Uh, you look at something like glutamine, and glutamine is increasing the turnover of glycogen um, produced by the liver during training, out of protein. And you go, wow, these things are all amazing, but they're all basic things that we're finally beginning to understand. So I almost feel like, you know, you look at things and go, well, how... You know, tell me about something advanced. And it's like, here's this advanced thing we now know about this really basic thing that we've all been using for 20 years, you know?
2: Right, right. So now, now it's more information you're coming across that kind of validates what you thought about some stuff in the past.
1: Yeah, that's one of the best things. I mean, and, and also, I mean, look at, I mean, there are people running races that are like, like, yeah. like water, right? 135 mile race. In a row. You know, that's not a – that's in a row. That's I, crazy. I couldn't – do you ever drive 135 miles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, someone says 100 miles to drive, and I'm going to be like, oh, man, that's going to be a long drive. And but, Dude, to it's run, To you're run like, that, you, to walk that, to bicycle it? that, no, no thanks.
1: <laughs> Dude, you're like, you know, if you, if you drive that far, you're like, uh, I don't want to drive home. Well, I don't, I don't even
2: I don't even drive from Vegas to L.A. I fly. That's how much I hate doing long drives. You know, that's like a three four hour drive. Yeah, it's about a four hour drive, maybe a little bit more with traffic and so forth. Or it's a forty five minute flight. You know, yeah. so, so for me, I just don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah,
1: you know what? You know what's funny though? It's a four, it's a forty five minute flight, but you know you have to go there, check your bags. And like it ends up being almost the same. Yeah, for it ends up being about half. It ends up being
2: about half the time. I mean, if you the Las Vegas airport is very fast to get in and out of. It's, it's, the, it's the other side that's going to be a little bit longer. LAX coming back. But that, but you are right to some extent. And so, you know, then you have to rent a car. You know, if you don't have someone picking you up, and you got to deal with that. So yeah, some some people have made that argument. Yeah, you
1: wait for your bags, whatever. Like to me, right, right. I mean that's that's where it gets insane, right? Like people. I, know, I just don't like, want to deal with the
2: drive. Is me. Now, my attitude is because I did so many of those road trips early in my career when I taught seminars and didn't have a budget. You know, I drive to Arizona from California. I drive to all kinds of places with a bunch of kettlebells in my trunk. And once I started I, having, yeah. once I started having a certain level of success, I go, okay, those road trip days are over. Now on, I want to fly around.
1: No, I mean like, but that's that's what I'm saying, right? Like so. People will say, well, you know, the more things change, the more things stay the same. No, like, we have people literally running seven-day races. Like, oh, yeah, this guy ran a marathon 2,000 years ago. Yeah, people run four times as far now, like, through Death Valley. It's not called that because it's cool to run through there. Like, it sucks. It's called Death Valley. (laughs) People die. I mean, so you look at it, right, and people go, well, uh, it's okay, you know, whatever, or or, uh, nothing changes. No, things change a ton. Like, I mean, it it was the biggest deal in the world for 2,000 years that this guy ran to marathon, right? Right. 26.2 miles, awesome job. 135 miles through Death Valley. (sighs) Way different than running (laughs) to marathon from wherever, Athens, you know. I mean, the rate that, that we're pushing the boundaries of human performance, whether that's, you know, steroid enhanced or whatever, is I mean it's it's Well, it's just gonna keep getting what we were gonna, it's gonna keep getting
2: crazier with things such as gene therapy and different stem cell protocols and so forth. So I think we're just at the beginning of that whole process. I think in the years to come there's gonna be some really interesting breakthroughs.
1: No, and that's and that's what I'm saying, right? So people go,
0: Oh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. No, the more things change, oh, no. the more they're totally fucking different. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the exactly, more things exactly. change, the more things change. <laughs> I'm like the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah, people just, see this. They go like the more things change, the more things stay the same. I'm like, dude, do you know what those words mean? <laughs> yeah, those words just, things are exactly so. No one needs said. to
0: change their like, dictionaries because they. Know no, just just
2: between. I mean, we're all basically the same age here. Just the way the world was when we were in high school versus now is quite a bit different in terms of what we. That was before the internet. You know what I mean? So life, life after the internet is a hell of a lot different than life before the internet. That's for damn right. sure. So. We wouldn't even be Yeah, in no. no I mean, that's, that's exactly right. None, none of none of us would be in business doing this. Without the internet. i Even just
0: be. to do this show, Some, yeah. the, the two of you would have to be where I am or vice versa, <laughs> you know, in a radio studio. And guess what? Most likely we wouldn't be doing this show because who's going to listen to people just talk? Right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, you know, people, like I said, people say that, the, you know, the more things change, like the more things change, the more you're fucking retarded. Like, that doesn't,
3: <laughs> right. like,
1: it doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, I mean, like, if you look at progress, right, in weightlifting, in anything, right, in in terms of humanity, it's a flat line, and then it's like essentially a straight line up, right, right in terms right. of, you know, and, and obviously I don't want to dog our primordial ancestors, but pretty much, you know, the last hundred years have been pretty good for us, you know. Right. I, I just don't understand how people fail to grasp the amazing rate of change from whenever till now. It's you know, that just goes across the board and, and that it, it speaks to what we were saying before. It speaks to people don't understand about steroids or don't understand about supplements or training or whatever. Well, I mean just even
2: just looking at supplements. I mean there there are things out there that are actually good. Bulbine adolenstein yeah. definitely definitely works for most people who take it to increase testosterone. The other ingredients in my stuff. Now there, there's products out there that that'll make a difference for you. While when I was growing up in high school and I took different supplements, they didn't do jack. I mean, they, there really wasn't anything before before creatine I that took, I thought I was really effective. I took every
1: piece of garbage out there. I took things.
2: Yeah. that hot stuff, Mylax, all this crap. We had a we had an episode early in our show about you know, all the different supplements all of us have used that were just garbage, and the list goes on forever. Most people listening, I'm sure, it can relate to that. But now most things are garbage too, but there actually is a small percentage of things that are very effective when used in the right manner.
1: I look at it. I look at it almost like, you know, if you're our age, I look at it like uh, uh, whatever you want to say, like a, um, you know, badge of honor, right? Like you said hot stuff. Yeah, I said hot (laughs) stuff. No, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, so you'll meet someone. Oh yeah. You know, I've been training for 20 years. You know, I, yeah, I got into it around the same time. So you take hot stuff. Yeah, I took hot stuff. Have a Russian beer. Yeah, I took Russian beer. Yeah. Bear. yeah. This cyber, cyber cybergenics.
2: Yeah, it was garbage. Cybergenics.
1: It. Yeah, that was a New Jersey company, right? Like, so it's, <laughs> it's like a badge of honor. How many crap like products you've taken? Yeah, I right, took Swan. Right. Yeah, I took Smilax. You know, like
2: and some of that stuff. I is mean, resurface. some some of that stuff gets recycled. Stuff that didn't work then is now being being brought back. So that you could hoodwink yeah, the new boron generation. Type. Yeah, boron. Boron's in all these testosterone boosters. Why? You know, it's because it's a very cheap mineral to just throw into something and hype it up. Something that probably costs $5 for just a bottle of boron will cost $50 if it's thrown into a testosterone booster because now it's part of a testosterone
1: booster. You know? But I have, you know what? I, I mean, to me, like I, like, I mean, you know, being from Jersey, I like when someone's like, oh yeah, I took uh, cybergenic power pasta. Like, uh, you know, I mean, to me, like I respect that because that person's saying to me, "Yeah, you know what? I got ripped off, you know, or whatever. You know, yeah. I,
3: yeah, you
1: know, I, I paid twelve dollars for for a half a pound of pasta and whatever. I'm, I'm smart, <laughs> you know what? Like, whatever. I paid for the pasta, but like I paid for a lesson. You know, I didn't, I didn't get any bigger or ripped or you know more muscular, but. I don't know. I learned. From- uh, I mean, it, it kind of goes to the whole risk
2: strategy we talk about. People that are always trying to avoid risk, they don't want to take any chances.
0: It's like, yeah, sure, they'll
2: avoid some of these ripoff things, but they're also going to avoid all the successes as well, because it's all it's all a roll of the dice at the end of the day. You know, life it is a gamble. Everything we do is a gamble. There's there's no certainty except that it's going to end for each of us at some point. And, oh, yeah, go, but, yeah. But everything that happens between the day you're born and the day you're, you move on is, is a gamble. I mean, you don't know what's going to work or not. You can play all the right strategies. You can stack the deck in your favor as much as possible. Still may not work out. Or things that you had no idea were going to work out are going to work out great. So, so it's, it's just a gamble.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I completely agree. It's like someone who stays in school, right? Like they, they go to high school, they go to college, you get a master's, you get three doctorates. It's like, dude, you're gonna know everything there ever was to know when you get out of college, which will be never. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> just stay there. Forever. Like those people, for a like day. they just end up teaching at college. Like they, well, never, that, that's right? all they your, never. That's all you're that quali- That's all you're qualified to do.
2: After all of that. No,
1: and like you know, that's fine. You want to teach? That's great. Like I was a teacher for for years, you know, but. You know, you never actually apply anything that you're doing, and you avoid, right. granted, you avoid all that risk. I mean,
2: the fear of rejection or the fear of something not working out and, and being potentially ridiculed by people you know is such a tremendous fear for so many people that, I mean, like the other day, I, I came across, I mean, I've come across this thing many times from different people. They're saying, oh, a lot of people have a fear of success. You know, that's why they're not successful, which I think is the dumbest thing ever. It's not, it's not a fear of success that people are worried about. It's the fear of the things you have to do to become successful. Yeah, it's the fear of responsibility. <laughs> exactly. It's the fear of things you're going to have to give up. It's the fear of the things that you're going to have to sacrifice. It's the fear of the hard work you're going to have to put in. Yeah, it, it, those are the things you may fear, no doubt. But actually succeeding – that's not what you're afraid of. Maybe you're afraid of the changes that will come and your friends won't want you. You're not going to bother to be friends with these people and that and so forth. Maybe that's part of it as well. But, I mean, if you go talk to a poor person in India and you give him or her an opportunity, they're not going to say, well, I'm afraid to get out of the situation. You know, maybe uh, this is what I'm used to. I'm used to just being dirt poor and eating once a month. So I don't want to take that chance. No, they're going to go for it. So I think think we're really really scraping the bottom of the barrel when we say fear of
1: success. There's, there's, there's a fear, right? Like there's a fear of contradicting to me. Like, I think there's a fear of contradicting someone who is successful. So like you guys brought up, you know, Tony Robbins, right? Anthony Robbins, right? And he'll (laughs) say, right. Like he'll, he'll come along and be like, um, you know, you have a fear of, uh, succeeding and uh marrying the girl of your dreams and like a normal person will be like, dude, are you fucking retarded? Why would I have a fear of marrying the girl you're a retard, like you're you're a moron. But people are scared to say that, right? Like someone will say, Well, uh you have a fear of achieving everything you've ever wanted no, no, no. Actually, that's what I want. By definition, you're, you're you're afraid of
2: realizing how powerful you are. We hear cheesy stuff like that all the time. It's like no, you're, you're not yeah. powerful. You're not powerful at all. You're weak. but you can trip over a rock and break your knee. Before, you know? So I don't think people have a fear of how powerful they are or they become. It's, 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 these are kind of laughable things. It's like man, talk yeah, about yeah. That's
1: those are the things that kill me. Right. Talk like, about stuff by granddads
2: comment. comments. It's like, it's like the ego of that statement. Your fear of how powerful you are. Oh, if yeah, I do, like, through. It's like I'm, halfway a, I'm, afraid, through I'm afraid to work hard because I'm going to make so much money, I'm not going to know what to do with it. So that's why I like, said, that's the thing, that. thing,
1: right? Like, halfway through, you just say to yourself, "Well, okay, but surely it can't be all of these people that are afraid to. Like, surely it can't be that guy that's afraid <laughs> of, yeah. you know." And and nobody challenges it. They just go, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm scared because I know if I, whatever, unleash the tiger blood, I would be, you know, a, a trillionaire in a day. Really?
2: <laughs>
1: That's your fear. Your fear is that you'll like, you know, is that success. Over-achieve?
2: Not, yeah, success is not that easy. Where people should have a fear of, it's going to come too easily. All right, don't worry about that. It's going to be hard whether you like it or not. So you don't. Don't have a fear of success. That like success is just going to fall in your lap, and you're not going to know what to do with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're going uphill. Don't don't worry about the brakes yet. Just leave. Like, I don't
2: I don't want to go to the gym today because man, I I I might I, I don't know I, I might just go crazy and and deadlift a thousand pounds.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? no, that's that's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, concentrate on the pedal on the right for a while. Don't don't worry about the other two. You know, <laughs> pedal on the right, keep going. When you get to the top of the hill, yeah, maybe start thinking about the other two pedals. But for now, just the one on the far right. Go for it.
2: You go to a Tony Robbins seminar. You're jumping up and down. You're hugging strangers. You're doing sure, cartwheels. You're walking
1: You're walking on cold. Oh I've, I've been. I've been to his event before. And it's like,
2: okay, fine. So you have, like, this really cathartic weekend with other people that are that are that have the right intentions. You know, they're, they're coming out there as as a way of, of thinking that it's going to help them improve themselves and maybe achieve something that they're having a hard time with. But when you leave, you're the same person you were before you came in and you go right back to the same situation you were in before you came out to the course. Then what are you going to do? Because that feeling is gone now. And now you're back on your own and you have to find that place inside you to motivate yourself again.
1: Right, right. No, no, no. That's, that's exactly it. That's, you know, I mean, yeah, go, you know, wh- whatever it is you do. Like, yeah, you jump, like you said, you jump up and down and you, you know, walk on coals and, you know, bend spoons or whatever you do with those <laughs> things. And then you're like, shit. <laughs> you know, but then you're like, shit, I'm back in my awful apartment in Jersey City, New Jersey, you know, on uh, CommuniPol Ave. And, you know, my neighbor's place getting broken into and my car's on fire outside what you know eventually you have to like do something right like it's it's a delaying
2: tactic this is what i wrote about my book it's just just another one of those delaying tactics you're basically saying well i I just need to go to this event then i'll be ready to go do this and then you get back from that you're like i need to go to that mastery course he was talking about in hawaii for a week then i'll be ready to take make that's that's
1: what you say and and you can play that game you can play that game for the rest of your life and
2: never do anything
1: but that's the point, right, like in your book where you're saying like that's like a fear, right? Like, like in your book you actually say like that's a fear of whatever, of doing something. So you're like I have another seminar to go to. I have another whatever. Like, well, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean looking back on it now, I, I, I think I can
2: simplify it even further. I, I, I really feel that it's much more simple than whether someone's afraid or not. I, I really feel that you just don't want to do it. It's as simple as that. Like when I talk to people and they have all these excuses for why they, they can't do something, my attitude is like, look, you just don't want to
0: do it. It's not important to you. Yeah, that's why. I mean, the thing is, you, yeah. it's something. again, it comes to something. If it's something you're talking about and you don't want to do anything about it, it comes down. You're interested in it, but you're not committed to it. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. Absolutely. And we always procrastinate from the things that we don't want to do. So right. no matter how many people you yeah. talk to, how many coaches you get, how many people you call, how many websites you visit, if that shit doesn't matter, that shit doesn't matter. And no one can make it matter until you decide that it matters. Right? Yeah. And that's when it becomes very, very simple. And and just and most of the time you try to do it to please somebody else. It's not you. You yeah. you feel like, Well, I have to do this because well, my friends are doing this or the people that I like they do this. So why why I should be doing the same thing? And they get it all twisted that way and Nothing. You, you know what? You know what the, the thing is? You know, know what the thing? Here's the thing, to right? Like, it's not to to please everybody else, man. Right, right.
1: Right. I watched uh, I watched Mike do deadlifts, right? And so part of it comes down to this, right? It plays exactly into that, right? So Mike does deadlifts, and does, I forget what he was doing, right? Four hundred, Say 455 or whatever it was. So get to the bar, right? And he does something I've never seen before. So you, you might remember this, you might not, stomps his feet, feet. right? Oh, I remember. (laughs) Okay, Okay, well, well, wait, but wait, right? This is important. Neural activation, he stomps his feet. What kind of commitment does it take to do that? Nothing, right? Like, the average person who watches that can do it two seconds after they see you do it, right? I mean, they don't need to commit. They don't need to, like, divorce their wife or... Get a new job. They don't have to do anything. All they have to do is stomp their feet. Everybody I know that watched that and they said, "Why are you doing that?" normal neural activation. Everybody I know does that now, right? Because it doesn't require a commitment.
2: Well, you know, you know, you know why it really, you know why it really works, Anthony, is because when you do that in a gym, every single person is looking at you now. <laughs> And now you have to go right. pick up the weight with the whole gym looking at you. It's like, like, why the hell is that guy stomping the ground? What the hell is that? And then they are about is to do. Why
0: over there putting out forest fires because, before the Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. It's like you just you just stomped around like a fool. Now everyone in the gym is looking at you. Imagine if that bar doesn't come off the ground.
1: Now you're going to look no, at No, the no, no. Like, no, I, I agree. Like, <laughs> the commitment, the right? That off no matter what. <laughs> I don't care about No, I agree. Like, you know. <laughs> no, I tell people, right, all the time, like, I'll tell people, I was actually, I was in the back of the, uh, there's a CrossFit box, right, I'm in the back, and uh, I don't know, I was up to like either 375 or 405, and I I can't remember what it was, but something wasn't right, you know, and normally, right, if I was at home, you know, in my garage, whatever, I would have walked up to the bar wouldn't have moved. I would have walked away, right? Didn't move. Couldn't get it up. Whatever. I would have walked away. Said, you know, my 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 chi isn't right today. Whatever garbage I would have fed myself, right? <laughs> I walked up to that bar, and there were, both, you know, all the instructors were still there because it was like between classes. That bar didn't do shit, right? And the deadlift is like the most ridiculous thing when you don't do it right, because you might as well have just not done anything.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: And it
1: doesn't go anywhere.
3: Right, right.
1: I walked up, that bar laughed at me, I walked away, right? And I was like, I'm not going home till that shit moves, right? So I walked back up, you know, whatever, a couple minutes later, and I moved it. That's exactly it, right? Like, so you stomp your feet and everybody in the gym looks. Like, if you miss a deadlift, it's more or less like you loaded a bar for no reason. And you just look at it. Even a squat. At least a squat will crush you. You'll be like, man, I almost died. <laughs> bench press. Yeah. Right? A bench press. You're like, man, I almost died. That yeah, was at, least, pounds. At, least, at least you lowered it,
2: right? At least you did the negative.
1: <laughs> Dude, a deadlift, you're like. Oh, Go it or not. <laughs> you know what? I could put even more weight on and do nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, could, I could put 10 more plates on and do exactly what I just did. Stare at right. it and, and, you know. So, but, but what I'm saying is, I know a million people have walked up to the bar now and stomped their feet before they tried to lift it, because the commitment level for them is minimal. How many people do I know that you know did a million other things in, in your book that require a commitment far less, far less, far fewer people are willing to say, well, you know, my wife is scared of. Uh, whatever, or I'm scared of whatever, I'm, you know, I can't do this thing, but you know what, so I think that's, like, the barrier to entry,
2: right,
1: whatever thing it is that you're comfortable doing, or you can do, or that's where you're going to start, so for some people, it's going to be stomping their feet, for other people, dude, I'm sure other people have read your book, and, like, quit their job, and, Done something else?
2: No, I've had quite a few people tell me that. A good friend of both sincere and mine did that. So it's that that's. Oh,
1: been I, after I very read the book, I was completely, I was completely not unsure that someone did that. But you know what? At the same time, I bet a thousand times more people stomp their feet. Yeah. <laughs> like it's uh, whatever you know. It's whatever yeah. you can you can do.
2: No, you're right. You're right. It's, it's whatever whatever takeaway you're you're comfortable engaging with, is what you're going to do. No doubt.
1: I don't know anybody who doesn't stop their feet now, but I, <laughs> I know very few people who who you know walked away and said, "All right, I'm changing everything. I'm I'm doing this." You know. But, but I, I also it, definitely, I it definitely
2: helps for like that maximum set. For I mean, it, it, yeah, definitely fires up your nervous system, which you can do other ways too. You can do kettlebell swings before deadlifts, couple sets. That's one way to do it. Something about that stomping, though, it just gets your intensity up, just gets you fired up a little bit. And that makes a big difference for those maximum reps. Just getting oh, it,
1: know, didn't, it didn't fire. even say, like, oh, this is neurological and it does this. Yeah. I was like, ah. Oh, and and appreciate- Peter, my friend Peter
2: Rouse is the one who talked me, just to give credit to where it's due. Peter Rouse, a good friend of ours in Santa Monica, a good coach, he's the one who recommended that to me a while back. And it, 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 the first time I ever tried it, I was like, wow, that really made a difference. In terms of like the the bar just he uh through.
1: he's from is he from Singapore or was no, he's he? he's from, from New, New Zealand. Zealand.
2: From New Zealand, yeah.
1: Okay. I actually uh, I remember him from when he was I think he was living in Singapore.
2: He might have lived in Singapore for a while. I think he yeah. ran. I think he I think he might have a company in Singapore if I'm not mistaken. And then he was on Superhuman so, Radio. Yeah. He was on Superhuman Radio many times. so You probably heard him on there.
1: Yeah, I remember him from like almost 10 years ago now. Like, yeah, no, he's a good dude. Um, you very know what? Smart guy. Like I said, you know, it's uh, it's whatever barrier to entry you're comfortable with. It's, no, that's a good point.
2: You know, you bring up a really good point. And you know, whatever benefit someone gets, I mean, that that's a win for everyone. So I mean, it's, it's not. if it helps someone, and you know what? If somebody out,
1: buys your book and they, you know, uh, put 10 pounds on their deadlift, should they do that? Then it it changed their life and they yeah started, whatever they got their money they, it is
2: but you know they what go, they go rescue an abandoned animal because after reading something in the book you know that's a win so, I mean every any 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 positive that any that, positive that's what I was going to say right if
1: somebody won. changes everything right about whatever they're doing yeah that's a win
2: you know yeah, absolutely. like
1: I mean you're going to get the the stompers and you're going to get the people who go rescue an abandoned animal by the way my dog Lucky. Uh, abandoned animal. Yeah,
2: um, all, all of
1: mine are all of mine are rest. Yeah. Ours yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, you're gonna get that either way. But it's whatever, you know, whatever the bar is for you to enter. Uh, I think, you know, is a win. Yeah. As long as you I enter, think, uh, you know, as long yeah. as you put your chips in the middle, whatever. Exactly. Whatever you're comfortable with, you know, something. put some chips in the middle, you know. Yeah, you know, I think that's
2: a good place to end today, man. Thanks a lot for spending so much time with us. So you're definitely definitely one of our more generous guests with your time. We appreciate that. And where can people find out more about you, Anthony? And also, are, are some of your books still available? Are they sold anywhere? I actually haven't written a book in, in a pretty yeah, long time. Yeah, I, I know. I know it's been a while. So I couldn't find any of yours on Amazon or anywhere. I, mean, I came across them years ago, but I haven't seen them recently online anywhere.
1: You know what? Um, so I have a website, and it's uh, Romano. Uh, Roberts.com.mx, so it's actually run out of uh, Mexico where where John Romano lives. And uh, if people go to the site and want a book. I'll, you know, uh, tell them to get in touch with me, and I'll I'll send them the PDF. I mean, at this point, okay. I'm really not, you know, selling books, but I'm I'm more than willing to, to throw stuff out there that people are interested in reading.
2: So. Yeah. In fact, I'll take you up on that. I'd love to take a look at some of your stuff.
1: Now, folks, Anthony
2: is a very interesting guy, very well-researched on all things performance enhancement, so definitely check out his blog. And he's he's really, as as you can tell from this episode, he's really the Walter Cronkite of the whole fitness world. I mean, he will find, if there's a company out there that's doing things below the level, he's going to find out about it and write about it. He's not one of those guys who's just going to try to stay diplomatic and political and not ruffle any feathers. He'll... He'll blow
1: up with that, <laughs> you know.
2: He's, he's gonna ruffle that cage, no problem. He's, yeah.
1: he's not one of those guys who has a really big house and nice car. He's, <laughs> he's, he's one of the other guys. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> thanks again, Anthony. Hey, thanks it. a lot, man. Dude, thanks for having me on. Thank you. No problem. You take it. Thanks, guys. Life.
2: And that's our friend Anthony Roberts and RomanoRoberts.com/debt/slash/mx. It's actually in a website that's outside the country because now you can write about whatever you want. <laughs> you don't I'm have, to, have worry to worry about, about Yeah.
0: Somebody rolling up on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> we got to have a – Well, I mean, there's, there are certain
2: companies that wouldn't like to see some of the stuff that he has on his website, no doubt about that. Progenics, right. Progenix being one of them, no doubt. Oh, yeah. And it's a lot easier. It's a lot harder for Progenix to shut him down with the website based out of the country than it would be if he just had had a Google blog or something like that. And let's see, man, uh, we went we went over quite a bit on this one. So we have a bunch of reader questions, but I don't know what your timeline is. If you need
0: yeah, to go, let's, yeah, let's save it for the one. next show. Okay. So we can, we can guess, do that like, what do you have coming up before we bounce out of here?
2: Well, next week I'm taking off for the UK. I'm going to teach with Dan John and Sabina Scala in London. That course is sold out, but you can email us for the waiting list if you want a chance to get in. Then I'm teaching in Dublin, Ireland, and that's it. Done with seminars for this year. Taking next year off, of course, focusing on other things. My new product, RestoreZime, will be out by the time this show airs, because I just got word today that it's going to be sent. The inventory will be sent to my fulfillment company, so it should be. I mean, it definitely will be in stock. I'll have the tracking number Tuesday, Wednesday next week, so that'll be around the same time the show comes out. Use coupon code Restore R E S T O R E to get. 15% 15% off, and I'm going to let that run till next week. It's already on my website right now. You can go to my website and buy it. The ad copy, everything is up now. But I'm going to let that run until the product comes in stock, and I'll, I'll let it run until the end of next week just to avoid overly complicating things. So you get 15% off the product. Take advantage of that. Awesome stuff for lowering inflammation, workout recovery, etc. Read more about it on my site. How about you?
0: I have the IKFF cert that I'll be teaching with Kim Blackburn. That's coming up next week as well while you're in the U.K. And that right now is the only thing I'm focusing on other than competing in November at World, the IKFF um, kettlebell competition in Detroit. Well, actually, no, by, as I say, the better part of Detroit. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's, that's what I have coming up, man. That's what we have going on, folks. Want to find out more from each one of us? Go to our website, MikeMuller.com or NewWarriorTraining.com for myself. Hit us up on Twitter. Get those iTunes reviews in because now, hey, for your reviews, we got a little hookup for you. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Or as one of my business coaches back in the day would say, an ethical bribe. I love these <laughs> marketing terms. Yeah, exactly.
2: Ethical bribe. <laughs> BS no marketing doubt. terms.
0: Yes, it's an ethical bribe. You give us a review, we'll give you a little something.
2: I call it unique motivation. yeah there you go
0: (laughs) so my ethical and bribe just don't fit in the same thing it takes a real swarmy it takes a real swarmy person to actually think that those two things belong together
2: (laughs) my attitude is we know you're busy we know you have other things to do a lot of people say they love the show they just don't think about going on and giving a review they just think, hey these guys are doing a great job i'm sure someone else will go do it so our attitude is look we'll give you a little bit of incentive go leave us a review and it doesn't have to be a five-star review You could could give us three stars and say, look, here are the pros and cons of the show. I'll still send you the hormone optimization lecture series I have on file, which is a $50 value, It's a bunch of MP3 downloads, eight hours of detailed information on how to optimize hormones naturally, $50 value. I mean, frankly, I could have sold it for a lot more than that. and felt perfectly fine because it's value intense. You're going to get it for nothing. All you got to do is put a review for a show you're already listening to. I'm not asking you to go make up shit. Like you've never listened to the show before and you're going, Oh, I want that I want that product he's talking about. Let me go let me just go write something up real quick. No, just go go put up an honest review, let me know that you've done it,
0: and I'll send you the files. That's simple. And then you're giving away a nice little bonus too, right? Yes, I'm also giving by the digital copy of the wellness code. So that's twenty five chapters yeah. and it's covering everything from just different ways to work on just your mental strength all the way to your physical strength. So it's, it's definitely a good little guide to have, a nice little supplement to have, especially after you listen to Mike's Hormone Series. Right. So it's, a nice, it's, a nice, it's just a nice
2: gift for saying thanks a lot for supporting our show. We appreciate it. You're helping us get the word out there by giving us a review because it's going to improve our listings and so forth and get more people to listen. And this is our way of saying thanks for helping us out. So go do that. We're, I think we're, we're over 40 reviews now, which is awesome. So we had quite a few people do it last week. And our goal is to get to 100 reviews before the end of the year, which I know we can hit. So if you like the show, go get a review on it. Go tell your friends who like the show to get a to do a review as well. Let's hit that 100 mark. And don't forget to use coupon code LLA when you buy my testosterone booster or my recovery oil. Still get 10% off. And Sincere, I believe that code's
0: good for your stuff as well. It's all, yep. that also works for my digital download of my DVD. And also, for a limited time, for the physical copy of the DVD. Some people still want the – Actual physical DVD, so no problem. You can use it for that as well. Sounds good. So yeah, there you go, folks. Great having Anthony on. Lots of information, man. Help really see both sides of performing enhancing drugs, and rarely do we get that these days. So I, I think a lot of people benefited from that one. No doubt. From we'll de- like we'll that. definitely
2: get him back on again and uh, try to. You know, our show we tend to go, we tend to just go wherever the conversation takes us, which I think is one of the appeals of the show. But sometimes it's good to just stay on one topic. So I think we'll get Anthony back on at one point and just say, look, these these are the only things we're going to talk about, Dan. Yeah. And uh, that's it, folks. Thank you a lot for listening. We'll see you next time. All right. Take care, folks.